Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Green, and I'm very happy to have you here with me today. Um, You may notice, if you've listened to other podcasts, that my voice is a little subdued today. And um, I will explain why. Um, But today I'm doing something a little bit different. I was planning on doing a podcast about my favorite stress relievers, and I promise I will. In fact, I was planning on doing this podcast two weeks ago. And for the first time in months since I started recording podcasts, I have not recorded a podcast in the last two weeks. And one of the secrets to my productivity, it's not really a secret at all, is that I do things that I put on my calendar. I make commitments and I do those things, even if I don't feel like it. And then I feel great when I'm on the other side of it. But sometimes we have to honor our limitations. And 15 days ago, I was walking my dog in my neighborhood on a beautiful Saturday morning, like I do every morning, on the same route I take every morning. And we had a gorgeous day of fun laid out ahead of us. And I was crossing the street when A woman came around the corner and apparently did not see nor hear my screams and um, ran over my dog and I. So he's alive and I am recovering and I wanted to take this opportunity to just talk about my thoughts and emotions and actions about this experience. Because as many as, as many of you know, I was in a car accident when I was 23. That time I was actually in a car. I thought that was bad. <laughs> this time, of course, I did not have any protection. So that was the situation. We're going to talk about the steer model today and how we can use it and must use it, not just for the little things in life, but for the big hairy crises in life. And I realized, and I even blogged about this, I don't know how I managed to find some um, mental space between the medicine I was taking at the time and still am taking, um, granted much less, thank goodness. Um, But somehow I managed to blog about this, send a newsletter out to my people, and let them know that I was very happy to realize that all of the practice I have put in to managing my thoughts and emotions has helped me immensely in this situation. I definitely have a different brain than I had when I was 23 years old and hit by a car when I broke my back. So when people ask me, what happened? They want to know the situation. I know they are well-meaning. And I kindly tell them, I don't want to revisit that time. So the description I just gave you is about 
more than I usually give. Um, but I think it was important just to ground us in what happened. But there is no good reason and no good thing that can come from, from me reliving that incident. And that's the first thing that's different. Um, I had many similar immediate emotions and thoughts as I did when I was hit when I was 23. But afterward, I did not spend any amount of time in victim mode because I know that that is outside of my control and it is only going to make me worse in every way. I don't need blame. It will not serve me. Now that doesn't mean I didn't reach out to my attorney from all those years ago whom um, I've kept in touch with just as an amazing human being um, and so knowledgeable and so caring. This man is so good at what he does and so caring that he doesn't even have to advertise. Um, so really just, uh, I know attorneys get a bad name, but this guy in my book is a saint among them. So it doesn't mean I didn't reach out to him. I did. But it was just more as a, this happened, and I'm going to let you take care of it and tell me what you need. And I have no idea what will come of it. Um, but I do know that I'm going to need help with my medical bills. I, as you know, am self-employed. <laughs> and my boss, me, can't afford to give me a lot of leave time. So that is my situation. Now, I need to tell you a little bit about my situation prior to getting hit 15 days ago. So y'all know I have issues with my back. I basically have issues with the whole right side of my body. And because these things were not properly diagnosed until more than 20 years after my accident, they are chronic. Um, for example, my ribs on my right side do not stay in place if I engaged the muscles in my shoulder or trapezius or back on the right side, the ribs go out of place. This is a very, very painful experience. Um, so I go to a chiropractor um, who's very gentle, uses an activator, and once a week she puts me back together. She also helped me discover that I could do this on my own with my own activator. And about three times a day, so if I open a pill bottle or open a jar of peanut butter, um, <clears throat> my ribs will go out of alignment and I will need to put them back in place. So I do not lift anything, not even a purse. Um, I lift nothing with my right arm. The left side of me is so strong. It's also really tight um, because it gets overworked, but that is what I'm dealing with. Um, if you go down my back, um, my lower vertebrae um, often go out of alignment. And um, for more than 20 years, the muscles in my glutes, with the exception of one muscle, the piriformis, were not engaged. They were turned off, so to speak, for more than 20 years. So they atrophied, and it causes immense pain. And nobody diagnosed that until I found my amazing chiropractor. Um, so she can get them on, but because they were so damaged, they don't stay on. Um, as much as we would like. So I am greatly improved, but still pretty fragile on my right side. And the situation with the accident was 
as I tried to move out of the way and turned to my left. My right side took all of the impact. So um, my thoughts, if we go back, that's the situation. My thoughts, using the STEER model, were not pretty. They were shock and disbelief. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this happened to the most fragile part of my body. Um, And then somewhat silly things like, I can't believe um, I'm not going to be able to do everything that we had on the agenda today. Um, And then thoughts, bigger thoughts and bigger fears like, um, I don't know if I will ever be able to work again. And I don't know what the degree of injury is. But I do know that my back feels broken and it feels like I am on fire. I'm, I also had the thought that my dog is dying. He looked really bad. Thankfully, I was wrong. I was wrong on all counts. Somehow, somehow, my 40, almost 48-year-old bones did not break, despite having um, a history of osteoporosis on both sides of my family. And my dog's leg was not broken, and his internal bleeding was um, healable, and his body turned white, um, and his gums turned white because he was in shock, and all the blood was going in to protect him and keep him warm internally. So he looked worse than he was. Um, And my next thought was, how in the heck am I going to get myself and a dog to the emergency room? And how in the heck am I going to involve my daughter in this because I cannot leave her at home? So that was what went through my mind initially. Those were the thoughts that I had. Some were not very useful. Some were necessary. I needed to figure this out. Out this complicated logistics. Um, the universe sent me an angel. Her name is Megan and her son's name is Isaac. And they were driving by and saw us on the ground. And they got out. She lifted my dog into her car. Um, she took me to my home. We retrieved my daughter and we developed a plan. Um, and the entire time, my mother and stepfather were on the phone with me. Um, And you can only imagine what was going through their minds as um, they were hearing all of these terrible noises. So I finally engaged with my mother (laughs) to tell her I was alive. And she told me, I am on my way. I'm finding a flight. Normally I would say, yeah, let's wait. And we'll see how bad it is. But I knew I needed the help. So I accepted her help. And my daughter took charge of the dog. Um, I called my ex-husband, and I realized I really do have support. He came, sat with my daughter and the dog. My best friend Jennifer came, sat with me in the emergency room. So these were actions that I was taking as a result of the useful thoughts that I was having. And, And then I just took it one step at a time. The emotions I had generated from the initial um, negative thoughts were anger. Um, Yeah, a lot of anger, (laughs) a lot of disbelief, a lot of fear, a lot of worry, and a lot of guilt 
For some reason, I felt guilty about what had happened to my dog, even though I had done nothing wrong. I still felt guilty. So those were my initial emotions. But I didn't feel victimized. Now, I know a lot of people believe that everything happens for a reason. And if you want to believe that, you can. I do not believe that. What I do believe is that we can make meaning out of everything that happens. And we do. And I am still searching for the meaning in this accident. Now, I know a lot of you are probably curious and worried, um, so I will tell you my current situation. Uh, as of the last two days, I have had a marked improvement. Um, I still can't turn my head. I still can't use my right arm. I'm still in a lot of pain, which we think is mostly caused by a pinched nerve in my neck. So I am improving day by day. And one of the things I did action-wise that was very different from when I was 23 was instead of letting doctors take the lead and tell me what to do and what not to do and tell me to take my time or give up on me and tell me I might as well not even do physical therapy. Instead of that, I took action. I went to my trusted chiropractor, um, and she is an intuitive. She uses applied kinesiology um, to assess quickly what's going on in the body. And she assessed um, that I was not treatable in a chiropractic way at the time, but she could give me some homeopathic tinctures for healing and for my emotions. And she surmised that I could come back in two days and get a gentle adjustment. So in two days, I came back, and she was right. I was ready to be manipulated gently. And she discovered that my entire rib cage, rather than being broken, thank goodness, was bent in at the joints. So it was like I had caved in my rib cage on the right side. Um, and it had been pushed up diagonally. So she was able to gently get the ribs back in place, which I can't even describe the feeling, the emotional relief and also physical relief. It didn't change the nerve pain and she wouldn't touch my neck because um, she didn't want to aggravate the nerve pain. The next thing I did was make an appointment at my doctor at Kaiser. And Kaiser, while awesome, is known for being very conservative with procedures and can take a while to get you into a procedure. Um, my doctor, thanks to her and thanks to my advocacy and thanks to some really gnarly looking bruises. It's amazing what happens to you when you get hit by a car. Uh, and, and a hematoma on my arm the size of a baseball. Uh, she took this very seriously and got me an MRI in what she said was record time. And then um, that proceeded to give us a very clear picture of what was going on. And now I am scheduled for an epidural injection in my neck um, to get the inflammation down as quickly as we can. That 
feels so good to not be waiting to have people take care of me, to not be just sitting around in pain, wondering what I could do and when it would get better. And this is all because I have this belief that I've told you about before, that if I get ill or injured, I will find a way to fix it. I am also thinking beliefs of gratitude. I know how much worse this could have been. My spine could have been permanently damaged. It was not. There, and of course, I could, I could be dead. My dog could be dead. There's so many worse things that could have happened than what did happen. So I have been able to shift the story to one where I am more in control and not the victim. And I am still working on finding the meaning. And I'm doing this through asking myself questions, through checking in with my intuition, which I believe is connected to a higher power. I am listening to the answers that come when I ask a deeply held question. And I don't know exactly what the meaning will be. But for some reason, I have been given a chance. I have also been given a challenge. Now, I could go and look for a regular job (laughs) where people get retirement pay, where people get medical leave, where people have their medical insurance paid for them. That could be the meaning that I find in this. But I don't think it will be. I think the meaning will be to accelerate what I am already doing. I have much work to do. I have much at stake. I have a daughter to take care of. I have a life to build and dreams to fulfill. And I am not getting any younger. And I do not know what is going to happen to me today or any day. I am also feeling like I am ready for finding my life partner. So I call this out in front of my audience, my friends, you, as a sacred declaration that I am ready to find my life partner. And I have a description of that person, and it is somebody that I connect with on every level, somebody that I can be my full self with, somebody who is easy to be with, somebody whom I can talk business with, and we can help each other in that way, Um, somebody who I can um, use as just a sounding board, Um, somebody who I can just feel loved with and who I can give love to. I'm very good at all of those things. Um, And I am not willing to compromise on any of those things. So I believe this person is out there. And I believe that this person is ready for me too. So those are some of the meanings I am finding from this. I am also opening myself up more to sacred messages. Now, I have been doing not much work. I have been doing not much... Uh, reading and my 
my morning routine has been almost non-existent. My morning routine now is take my medicine, ice my back, um, and very, very, very gradually get my body ready and my brain ready to talk with clients. And you might say, what, what the heck are you doing talking with clients? Which you might call working. Uh, for me, that doesn't feel like working. Um, and it gets my mind off of things. Helping other people is one of the best remedies I have. So today, for the first time in 15 days, I pulled out some of my most sacred books. Um, I pulled out Seed of the Soul and by um, Zukov, and I opened it to a random page, and he said, what meaning will you look for and create today? Huh, okay, I guess I'm on the right track there. And then I opened a book called The Gift that I have mentioned before, Poems by Hafiz, the great Sufi master, and this is a wonderful translation by Daniel Ladinsky. If you don't have it, I suggest you get it. Um, uh, as you know, I love Hafiz. I love the spirituality, but also the humor and the love. So I will tell you what I turned to when I opened randomly. And this is a poem called Now is the Time. Now is the time to know that all you do is sacred. Now, why not consider a lasting truce with yourself and God? Now is the time to understand that all your ideas of right and wrong were just a child's training wheels to be laid aside, when you can finally live with veracity and love. Hafiz is a divine envoy whom the beloved has written a holy message upon. My dear, please tell me, why do you still throw sticks at your heart and God? What is it in that sweet voice inside that incites you to fear? Now is the time for the world to know that every thought and action is sacred. This is the time for you to deeply compute the impossibility that there is anything but grace. Now is the season to know that everything you do is sacred. I am going to try and live today as if everything is sacred. I am going to savor the beauty in my home, the relationship I have with my amazing daughter, the relationship I have with my amazing mother, who has been here taking care of every aspect of my life, except for my work. And I invite you to do the same. Notice your thoughts. Notice how they're working for you, what emotions they're creating for you. Notice what actions that leads you to take. And whenever you can, adopt the emotion of gratitude. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your warm thoughts that I know are coming your way. And hopefully by the time this podcast airs, I will be stronger than ever because that is another piece of meaning I am making out of this. While I do take care of myself physically, I am going to do much, much better in that realm. And I am going to get myself to the point where I can lift 
on either side of my body, I can open a jar without pulling my ribs out. I don't yet know how I'm going to get to that place, but I am going to get stronger, healthier, fitter than I have ever been in my life. And I am going to take my business to the next level so that I not only secure a future, a stable, amazing, beautiful future for my family, but so I help heal as many minds and hearts and lives as I can. Please take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And enjoy whatever the day brings to you. Because there is so much to be enjoyed. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.